What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm Justin Michael. I am your host, and it's going to be a fun episode because I am joined by a good friend of mine, DNVR intern, Ethan Birdman Bird. Nobody calls him Birdman. I'm going to start calling him that. Anyways, Ethan, what's up, my dude? How you doing? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm good. They called me Birdman back in Little League, so... <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. I, I, that's just like a yeah. cool nickname. Yeah, and then that uh, that guy, what, uh, Chris Anderson, took it from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tough one because no matter what you do, like he will always be the Birdman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to live in the shadow to see the light, you know. What have you been up to, man? It's been a weird summer. <laughs> well, not a whole lot. <laughs> it's been, uh, you know, I've been doing as much as I can with DNVR, obviously. Not as much as last summer, can't be in the office, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just having a good quarantine summer. I go outside a lot, <laughs> play a lot of video games, uh, try to make funny jokes on Twitter. You know, the usual, usual stuff I do, but without sports happening. <laughs> At least you're getting outside. There was one point where I was spending so little time outside of my apartment that I was like, do I need to go get like a vitamin D supplement or something? I mean, man, I, I'm taking couch potato to a new level. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, especially at the height of stuff, you know, when we went online and all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think like back in March, I don't think I left my house for three weeks. It was uh, not ideal. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're adapting. We're learning. We're, we're, we're getting stuff done still. Uh, uh, 2020 in a nutshell. Could be worse. Trying to could adapt. Be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the uh, the reason that I brought you on, Ethan, is obviously because I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, what you expect CSU to look like this year, kind of what this entire process has been like. Before we jump into that, though, got to recognize my friends over at Breckenridge and the Avalanche Amber Ale. It's game day. The Avs are taking on the Coyotes. I'm feeling confident. I, you know, I'm feeling big cocky. I'll go ahead and put it out there. Darcy Kemper, you know, he started hot, had the Avs shut out for, you know, two and a half periods or whatever. Then the Avs' true colors came through, just blasted them for three goals. The entire time, I'm just pounding beers. It was great. That's what you guys got to do, too. Pick up some ice-cold avalanche ale. Use the Breck Beer Locator. It'll tell you the closest location near you. Whether you're going to Costco, you know, King Super, Safeway, the local liquor store, wherever you want to go, the Breck Beer Locator has it all. Takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. I, I just cannot recommend this highly enough. Shout out to Breck. Go Avs. Go beer. What else is there to say? You know, like I said, I kind of wanted to just talk some CSU stuff with you. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, what was what was your gut reaction? What was your emotional response when you found out, you know, CSU's plan for this fall? How do you feel about it right now going forward? Well, I mean, it's better than what I expected. We're still going to be in person starting uh, next Monday on the 20, 21st, 24th, excuse me, with a mix of online for any class over 99. So anybody who had uh, one of those, any freshmen aren't going to get that experience of having 400 kids in Clark A 101. That, that, that was a trip. Um, so any class over 99 is online. 
then there's hybrid classes. I've got three of those. Still don't know what that means. I don't even know. The professors know yet. We don't have any syllabuses on Canvas or anything. And then I've got one in-person class, obviously, with social distancing. Masks are required. 24-7 on campus. Uh, professors are being provided with face shields if they want them. All incoming freshmen are getting tested this week. Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be, um, I think I read random testing for off-campus uh, students. Lots of contact tracing stuff going on. Uh, it's going to probably be the most unique senior year I could have thought of. Um, but we're going to try to make the best of it. Um, I, I trust the community that we have to be as responsible as possible. I'm going to be as responsible as possible. Lots of hand washing where they're providing, I'm assuming like Lysol wipes to wipe down our desks before we leave every class, our computers before we leave lab. So they're, they're trying their best, uh, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. How do you feel, you know, you mentioned that the incoming freshmen are getting tested. Apparently, you know, some some a random amount of off-campus students are being tested. That's more than some schools are doing. Yeah. But would you would you feel better if everyone was being tested? Do you feel like that should should have happened? Oh, I mean, how perfect would it be if we could bust out 370 million tests and everybody got tested all at once and we could all know, but I mean, uh, I personally am probably going to get tested every couple weeks just because you never know with this thing. You could be completely asymptomatic and you take it, take it home to your parents, you go see them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more going to be about due diligence of those of us who aren't being required to be tested. Um, I can only imagine how much of a logistical nightmare it would be for the city of Fort Collins to test all 30 plus thousand of us. Well, what oh, if it was like time? individual risk, like instead, what if, what if it was required of you guys before you came back to independently mm-hmm. go and get tested? Now, obviously there's financial ramifications there. Not necessarily yeah. everybody has access in their cities and stuff, but they could do something like that. I mean, I, I know there are certain types of, of vaccines that everybody has to have before they come to campus. Yeah. It could have been a situation like that. I think that would have been pretty cool. I mean, I got tested yesterday just, um, for some uh, preventative measures because I'm supposed to see my parents next week. Uh, this, I mean, just a little shout out for our, our FOCO natives, the Salud Family Medical Center off of Laporte. It's free drive-up testing whenever you want to. I showed up five minutes, I was gone. You just show them your ID, uh, tell them about yourself so that they know why you're getting tested and that's it. So if you, if you ever find yourself in a pinch and you don't want to drop 90 bucks at UC Health, the Salute Family Testing Center is doing some great stuff. That's clutch. That's super clutch. I didn't know about that. So if you are yeah. in Fort Collins, just take advantage of that, people. Yep. But um, hopefully, um, you know, knock on wood, prayers up. There's no outbreaks on campus. You know, break my heart to see any, uh, any of my fellow students get sick. How do you feel about online classes? Or are you one of the guys that enjoys them? Do you do you dislike them? Where are you at? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like as a journalism major, the online stuff is a little bit more feasible. You know, uh, especially with the professors that we have, they're already pretty versed in technological stuff. 
So it's a lot easier to get that stuff done. Um, I had a fine online experience back in March. Um, it's a little easier to do tests uh, if, if you're catching my drift. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I would never condone that. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, it's not the worst. Um, but, you know, it just got to the point where I missed all of my I missed all of my colleagues I miss my professors because, as you know, the JTC department here is, you know, just the best professors ever. You know, it, it, I, I miss coming in to see them all the time because they're so supportive. They ask you how you're doing. They ask, you know, they ask about what I was doing at CTV, how uh, my internships over the summer, what I was going to do. And you, you lose a big part of that human element. And I think that's just the biggest part of the cause experience is creating these connections that. Um, you know, like my dad still talks to professors that he had at CSU. Um, I, I'm sure that I'll still talk to some of my professors, but some of these younger, younger people, you know, the freshmen and sophomores of last year, the freshmen coming in this year, that's kind of a jeopardy for them. Uh, and it's, it's kind of sad. No, definitely. I, I, I really sympathize for everybody that's going through this right now. Mm -hmm. I have a brother, you know, my younger brother has two years left at CSU. He's a music and a vocal major so like for him it's it's been all kinds of screwy he was supposed to be the lead in csu's opera over the spring they rehearsed for uh. months then that got canceled at the last second so there are just you know all kinds of people that are being impacted by this i'm kind of curious you know where do you, i know you'll be on campus a little bit but it sounds like it's going to be you know significantly less than in a, in a traditional semester what are you going to miss most about that? Like what, where are some of the spots on campus that you are frequently hanging out? Oh man. You know, at the beginning in March, it was more of like, Oh cool. Another week and a half, two weeks of spring break, you know, this will all blow over. And then all of a sudden it's, Oh shoot. <laughs> this is uh, this isn't going to blow over. What I found missing most was just, Walking on campus, you know, it's just such a beautiful campus, you know, down in the plaza, even, even seeing those crazy religious dudes every now and again, I miss that. Um, but uh, probably for me is the newsroom, you know, our newsroom is just great. It was always, you spent some time there with the collegian. I, I spent a lot of time there producing my shows for CTV. Um, it's just like, we have such a great community in that newsroom of student journalists are all grinding, having a good time. If you ever need help, you turn to the person next to you like, hey, uh, how does this script sound? Um, how does this graphic look? It's always constant input and support. And I, I miss that so much. Uh, I never got to go to the Skeller after turning 21. I, I, I don't know how that... I, 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 I'm not going to get that experience, but I'm sure I'd miss it. That's tragic. I mean, you can always go back. I've, I've been to the Skeller a handful of times even since graduating, but Oh, okay. That's definitely part of the experience, like going in between classes and then having a day beer and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I can always just bike home and do that now, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, but yeah, it's just the hustle and bustle of a campus community that you miss. It's, it's crazy. You know, you know, just walking down the plaza, you see some kid you haven't seen in a while. You talk for five minutes, you go to class and your day is just better. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll be able to do that now, but I don't think anybody's going to want to do a whole lot of talking on campus. 
One of the things I missed about campus was, and granted, I was a, a newspaper nerd, obviously being on the egg board <laughs> yeah. for the collegian and, and being a part of the pr- print production and design and all of that. So I was very much emotionally invested in it. But I, <laughs> I remember just like being on campus and there's the people that hand out the papers all over. And I would just yeah. like, I'd stand there for a couple of minutes and literally nobody takes the paper. But every now and then you would see just, you know, like one or two people that would get super stoked about the paper. And I'd always be like, yeah, you're my people. Most Mm -hmm. of you don't give a crap, but it is what it is. Support student media, right? So that's that's a big message right now. (laughs) Definitely. There's (laughs) a lot of talented people have come out of Rocky Mountain student. A lot of people currently working in the industry. Mm -hmm. It's it's I'm super grateful for all of the experiences I had there. Yourself included. Toot your own horn, guy. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But as far as CTV, um, we're still going to have shows. I mean, we're still working on a plan with CSU's health department on um, making sure that the newsroom is uh, appropriately socially distanced and cleaned. And then the studio, which is going to be the most interesting part. Uh, have you have you been down in the studio? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I yeah, went on yeah. CTV very fairly it's, frequently. Uh, I mean, we have, I mean, we're really blessed to have the space that we do, but it's not the biggest studio in the world. And uh, our, our mothership where uh, our directors and stuff uh, all, all sit uh, is even smaller. So uh, we're still, fi- uh, we've got a plan figured out. Uh, we're still going to have shows. We're still going to try to get some CTV sports stuff going. Um, so yeah, CTV as of now is a, alive and well, which is a huge Huge slab of relief for me that I'm still going to have an outlet for that going. Uh, but yeah, so things on campus are uh, not business as usual, but business as it can be now. Makes sense. I'm going to ask you just a couple of more lighthearted questions, kind of rapid fire some stuff at you. Okay. Okay. All right. It's, it's 5 p.m., you got a and you got an exam coming up. This is this is under regular conditions. Throw COVID nineteen out the window at this point. It's it's crunch time. You're starving. You need something to eat. You're on campus. Where are you getting food on campus? In terms of like dining halls, or my back freshman year. No, we'll we'll okay. say we'll say you're a sophomore or older at this point. Oh, all right. Well. It's either, it's got to be either for me, it's either, if it's a cold day, definitely spoons. You got to go hit spoons in the LSC. If it's a cold day, get that, get that, get that fire soup. Uh, you love that, spoons. Get that fire focaccia bread in a nice oh, little so salad. Oh man, that bread just, it never, it, it never misses. The bread <laughs> of spoons never misses. Or, uh, or uh, if I'm feeling a little uh, body positive, I'll go get some, some, some Panda Express. You know, the thing about pandas, the line was chicken. just so intense all the time. No matter, like, <laughs> the only time I ever went to Panda was right before it closed and everybody yeah. else was off campus. Yeah, because you're in the newsroom grinding away. That's usually exactly. where most of us were at. Uh, yeah, either, either of those two. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had the Freddy's in the LSC, though, but Freddy's is usually pretty fire. <sighs> I'm um, so jealous that there's a Freddy's in the LSC. That's bullshit, man. Nobody yeah, likes ev- Carl's Jr., and that's what I had. <laughs> Everybody thought it was going to be Chick-fil-A. Everybody thought it was going to be Chick-fil-A. But uh, that didn't work, and I guess Freddy's will do. I love Chick-fil-A, too. I mean, Chick-fil-A till I die, but 
I'm a yeah. big Freddy's guy. I actually, I went there. There's one out by the Costco on like Harmony and I-25. Basically, it's I guess I don't know if that's technically the intersection or whatever. But mm-hmm. all right, this is a this is an important one. Very highly controversial. It's gonna tell me what type of person you are. <laughs> oval in the spring or oval in the fall? Oh, damn! Uh, I have to choose one. You gotta pick one. Uh, it's gotta be. I mean, gotta be the leaf change in the fall. I like. It's it. gotta be. I think that's the I right mean, answer. In the spring, it's nice. You know, you got those nice spring smells. You know, but I mean, nothing beats it. Like. I, I given I haven't been to the Northeast during during the leaf change, but Colorado leaf change is just so beautiful, and um, I yeah, got to be the fall. While I mean, some of them are falling off. You kind of feel like you're in a coming of age movie. You've just been, you've just you're you're going through the trials of your life. You're walking down that big sidewalk, hands in your pockets, headphones in. There's, the leaves are beautiful. They're falling. It's just a good scene. It's a nice scene. Fort Collins in like October, mm-hmm. late September, when it's not hot, it's not cold yet either. It's just oh, it's so hard to beat. Oh, yeah. Especially if you've got a football game going on Sunday. Classic. It, it, you can't miss it. You take a nice drive up horse tooth, watch the Aspen change. Oh. <sighs> This is Fort Collins, just the best, Justin. I love it up here, man. It it really is the best. All right, these two, these are going to tell me a little bit more about you as well. Is there a limit to how many times in one week somebody should wear sweatpants to class? You know, I feel like uh, the further you go into your college education, this changes. (laughs) You know, freshman year, maybe once a week. Now, I, I, I don't care, especially... I'm going to have my face covered. Nobody's going to know who I am. Good <laughs> I can, point. You, you have can, even I, less incentive now. I would say as long as you change it off between your days. You know, you can't... If you've got your two classes on Monday, you can wear sweatpants, but you can't do it again on Wednesday when you have the same classes. But you could wear sweatpants Monday, Tuesday. That's true. Your, your Tuesday, Thursday people don't know about your Monday, Wednesday life. Yeah, exactly. I, that that's probably uh, that's probably where I put it. So as long as you wear jeans once a week, you're okay, or some yes. form of. So really, you can wear sweats like four times and be all right. Yeah, I like Good. it. And this, I, I'm, I this is coming from a guy. By the time I was finishing school, I wore non sweats to class like maybe two times the entire semester. It was bad, man. I was <laughs> joggers. Jordans and a t-shirt and that was it. If it was cold, I was wearing a hoodie. That was all you were getting. If I shaved, it was lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's like a bubble on a college campus, you know, during the week, anything goes, it's anything goes during the week, but on the weekends, you know, you got to spruce up a little bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. The thing is yeah. though, is when you're a freshman, you're still naive and like you go and you're, Oh, I gotta look really good because you know the girl two <laughs> yeah. rows from behind might fall in love with me. And by the end of school, you're just you just know you're she hates me, yeah. I'm sure. Nobody wants to talk in class. Let's just get through this. Yeah, you know, we were all there, you know. Uh oh, gotta spruce it up. You see that cute girl at the end of the end of the row. Never say a word to her the whole semester. Not once. But but you're still gonna dress up for her, you know. <laughs> 
What's worse, an 8 a.m. class or a 4 p.m. class? Are you a morning person or, <sighs> or did you take a bunch of afternoon classes? You know, the 8 a.m.s are a lot easier when you're on campus. The earlier ones are a lot easier when you're on campus. Um, yeah, I never really, really had much of a preference against either. Probably a four o'clock class. I kind of did myself dirty this semester. I've got a 9 a.m. on Mondays and then a 4.30 later in the oh, day God. on Mondays. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when uh, you get those higher level classes that only offer one session. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll get back to me at the end of this semester and I'll let you know which one I enjoyed more. Fair. I was always a morning person, so... I liked morning classes from when I started to when I graduated. My preferred schedule was like if I could go to school from 8 to 11 or 12, I would do that every mm. time. If a class was after 1 p.m., the odds of me showing up were so slim. And, and I don't recommend this strategy. I mean, there's a reason it took me five and a half years to graduate from school. But it was just I couldn't do it, man. I hated those afternoon classes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of enjoy them. I've, I guess I, I'm a bit indifferent on it. Fair enough. All right, we're going to talk Avs, Nuggets, Rockies in just a second. But first, got to acknowledge DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, the hits literally keep on coming from one MMA event to the next. They grow in excitement as well as anticipation. UFC 252 is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the octagon this weekend. No better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including fighter props, round-by-round betting, so much more. Plus, with the big fight, all new users have an opportunity to bet $1 to win $252. Those are some kick-ass odds. Basketball playoffs coming up right around the corner. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering $10 in free bets to use on in-game action every single day of the first round. You literally can't beat this. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you know when to you deposit your money. It's going to be safe, super easy to withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $252 with the draft code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. It's a mouthful. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. What, are you. what are you most excited about, man? Are you, are you most ex- we got the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. It sucks that there's no college football. We can talk about that another day. I'm, I'm tired of being sad. Yeah. I want to be excited about the things <laughs> that are going on right now. Yeah. You know, what are you most excited about as a fan? Oh, man. The nothing, nothing beats playoff hockey. Nothing beats playoff hockey. I mean, I was, for me, I mean, the Avs are, are, have, a, have a special, special place, place in my heart. I was raised on some, uh, I was raised on playoff hockey. My dad is a, Huge Avs guy. He was at two thousand uh, game seven, two thousand one. Uh, he uh, he's he's just been so huge on the Avs my whole life. You know, I, Peter Forsberg was like God to me when I was a little toddler, uh, and just seeing the Avs back where they belong. You know, the most dangerous team in the league. 
I cannot wait to watch them beat up on the Coyotes a little bit more because hockey teams don't belong in places where it doesn't snow. Uh, you got to, got to show them, got to show them what it's like from guys who know what it's like when it's cold while you play your season. I will say Phoenix has really dope uniforms. I always they dig do. their unis. They but do. I, I, t- I do agree with that. It just feels weird. I know the LA Kings have been a really good franchise and, and some the Sharks are, are perennially a playoff team mm-hmm. and a pretty great franchise, but it just feels wrong. It, it just oh, feels it's, wrong. It's, it's just not right. It, it, like, it, it's something about it does not sit right in my soul that some, some rando in Arizona has been enjoying hockey his whole life, but he's never put on a winter jacket or he puts on his winter jacket as soon as it hits 70 degrees. It, <laughs> it, you, 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 I mean, they haven't walked through an Avs game when it's, when it's snowing and your feet are frozen by the time you get to the gate and then all of a sudden there's a line out and you can't, you can't wait to get inside. You know, they, they don't get it. That's not, that's not real hockey. Basically, we're saying you're soft, <laughs> Phoenix. And, and if you listen to this podcast and you're from Phoenix, you're soft too. No, I'm just kidding. Please keep listening. Don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going to go with this then based on what you just mm-hmm. said. But, you know, the Rockies, the Avs, the Nuggets, there's a legitimate argument, at least right now. The Rockies bullpen been pretty, pretty shaky lately. But, you know, they had a great start, won five mm-hmm. straight series to start the year. At least on paper, all of these teams look like they are capable of contending for a championship, which raises the question, if you could only pick one to win a title, who would it be? Uh, it's got to be the S. I mean, I've, we've been seeing this coming for, what, past three years? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a process in the making. It was, it was a rough yeah. stretch, you know, at the beginning of Sackick, but I think we've kind of just all learned to, to trust him as the GM. Mm-hmm. I mean, the window is, I mean... Big French windows wide open for for the Avs right now. I mean, they've got probably the most exciting. I mean, the Nuggets too, the most exciting young core in in the league. Uh, I mean, I would not be a very happy defenseman when I see uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Miko Rantanen, and Gabriel Landeskog all looking at me. I, I mean, that's got to be a nightmare. Oh, for sure, and. One of the things that I love about this ads team is they're just so relentless. Even like Kerfoot mm-hmm. and Matt Calvert, some of these dudes, just high energy, high effort players. Mm-hmm. Kale McCarr is going to be an absolute stud. They've got some guys coming up through the ranks that are going to be even better. It's just amazing to think that this ads team is just, you know, as, as long as they can keep the main core intact, should just continue to be a contender year in and year out. Mm-hmm. If you don't listen to the DNVR ad stuff, you're totally missing out. We have excellent yeah. avalanche coverage. AJ, Rudo, Evan, all these guys. Hockey experts. I'm a big hockey fan. I don't consider myself a hockey expert. I wish I was, but, you know, let's be real. I'm, I'm, I'm barely, I can barely ice skate. So I, I, I can't come out here and act like I'm a hockey genius by any means. Yeah, I mean, I thought I knew hockey pretty well until I... Talk to AJ for 20 minutes. That, that happens to a lot of us. It's one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, I think, I think I know hockey. I've been watching, you know, my entire life. And then AJ will just break down a, a play or something. And I'll be like, wait, he did what? You saw that? And it just yeah. it makes me feel so insecure. I'm curious. You know, the, the Nuggets, the Jazz, they start their series on Monday. 
Nuggets went 3-0 and against the Jazz this regular season slash bubble. How do you feel going into this series? Oh, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, you know, there's always nerves going into any type of series. <laughs> you know, as confident as you are in your team, I love to be confident in my team, but especially with the way, I mean, it's just such a weird season that, Literally anything can happen. Like we, we, we've been seeing that the whole bubble experience, anything can happen. Anybody can turn it on. Any team can turn it on, but you just have to, you just have to have faith and hope that the, the bubble gods are in your favor. <laughs> I just, I should, I should be cautious. Cause I understand that Utah is a talented team. Mm-hmm. They just don't scare me. I think Jokic is going to eat Gobert up. I oh, know yeah. Gobert is a great defender, but the Jokic's game is just so unique. It, 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 Gobert is so great at playing above the rim and stopping other athletic dudes, but Jokic mm-hmm. doesn't really play that way. And Mm-mm. because of that, I just I don't really think it's going to be as big of a factor. I'm definitely worried about Donovan Mitchell that he went off in that Portland game the other night. He's always capable, but is he going to be able to do that four times against the Nuggets and outscore them? I just I feel pretty good. I'm saying Nuggets in five. You know, if you had to, if you had to make a type of prediction, where are you feeling right now? I I, I feel Nuggets in five. They're gonna have to. I, I I'd love a I'd love a sweep, but you know, you're gonna have to drop one. Donovan Mitchell is, in my opinion, after Dame in this bubble, the probably the most dangerous point guard in the bubble. I mean, Devin Booker was up there too, but. Um, yeah, uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think he's going to have a game. I think he's going to have another game against us where he drops 40, some 360 uh, clutch threes. Oh, man, how, how hard was it to watch that game? It was just my, like, that was like, that felt like a true NBA playoff game where it's just back and forth, back and forth. You know, everybody coming up in the clutch when they need to. It came down to who couldn't come up in the clutch. But I think you're completely right. Nikola Jokic just dominates Rudy Gobert, the defensive player, the defensive mastermind, every every single time they play. And Michael Malone said it best this week is to win in the playoffs, you need to have three legitimate scorers. And the Nuggets' three legitimate scorers, I think, are just going to be too much for uh, this Utah Jazz team. Well said. Before we, uh, we're about to go here, but I just, I wanted to ask you briefly, I saw that you and Jason Ortiz, I believe, started an NL West podcast, yeah. wanted to throw that out there, see if we can get some people to go over and check it out. What, what should the people expect with that? Um, as some typical, uh, Jason, a uh, diehard Dodgers guy, huge diehard Dodgers guy, you know, kind of breaks my heart to send good friends with a Dodgers fan, but what can you do? Uh, so it's some, some Really good Dodgers, Rockies banter. Um, if I'm an expert in any sport, it's baseball. Uh, I've watched probably 90% of the Rockies games uh, that have been played since I was born. You know, the, the Rockies are my thing, and he feels the same way about the Dodgers. What you can expect is some laughs from us. Lots of Astros, lots of Astros. Uh, slander. Uh, we had a good amount of that. You know, Joe Kelly. Uh, earned a lot of my respect these past couple weeks uh, exposing the Astros and really just speaking his mind. So uh, we have a lot of fun. 
we're going to do weekly power rankings of the teams, you know, uh, weekly ideas of what we think is going to happen in the NL West. Um, it's pretty lighthearted. Uh, we have a lot of fun, but you're also going, I think you're going to learn a lot from the two of us about, especially from Jason about kind of the Dodgers fandom, how, uh, how a Dodgers fan thinks, which is just as demented as you would expect. And then of course you get to hear, hear my voice, <laughs> see me on your screens talking about your, your hometown Rockies. Uh, we're looking for some Padres and Giants and Diamondbacks fans to join us on on the, our, our little video podcast, so uh, DNVR Ram Nation wants to suggest anybody to us to uh, give their team some representation because the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Giants didn't get a whole lot of love, the current NL West cellar dwellers. Um, yeah, we we have we have we have a lot of fun and we enjoy it. Perfect, man. Thanks for coming on, Ethan. We're going to get you on the podcast more frequently. That's my fault that we haven't had you on more okay. over the last couple of months, but it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be weird, obviously, with no college football, at least mm-hmm. in this part of the country, but we will adjust. We will persevere. Ethan, good luck with your senior year, my man. It's it's going to be weird, but you know, you've got the, you got the Ramley supporting you. You've got a lot of people yep. rooting for you. And you've got a lot of people here at DNVR that are excited to see, you know, what comes of your future. Thank you for coming on. We'll get you on again soon. Of course. Much love, brother.